You're listening to episode 25 of Friending, the no-nonsense, all-practical, sometimes hilarious podcast show that helps women like you and me grow healthy female friendship in these modern times. Because let's just be honest, it's not always easy. On today's episode, we are discussing the weird pressure that money can put on friendship. Have you ever went out to eat with a bunch of people and you ordered a side salad and everybody else ordered appetizers and drinks and desserts and really expensive entrees and then at the end of the meal they go, hey, let's just, you know, split the check equally. Let's just split it. And you just kind of died a little death inside because you're trying to pay off some debt and uh, now you need to take out a small loan to pay for this meal. I have been there and perhaps you are there right now. So today we're going to talk about the weird pressure that money puts on a friendship, whether you have a lot of money or you don't have very much at all, or you're trying to hit some money goals. This is going to be a super practical episode. Now, if you haven't already, I want to encourage you to check out the friending sketch that goes with this episode. You can go to YouTube. I think it's on our IG TV channel via Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's there. Go check it out. Watch it. It's a bit of fun. And hey, if you like it, share it. That's what we ask you to do. If you like the little video, the little sketch, just go ahead and share it. Okay, let's just get right down to it, shall we? Let's just get right down to this money thing because it, it, it gets awkward. So what I have done is I have invited my new friends, Dan and Kay Aki. These guys, these guys are the cutest couple you ever met in your life. I uh, met them just a couple months ago. We did this interview and they are just, I just want to hug them. They're just awesome. And they actually had to get a babysitter to do the interview because I think they've got maybe like a an 18 month old or something. And I thought mad props anybody who arranges babysitting to do an interview for this show. I just so much respect there. So I think you're going to really like them. They're very practical. They're very down to earth. I would encourage you to kind of like take some notes, grab something, a phone, a piece of paper, a pen, and take some notes down. Now, after this interview, I want you to stick around because I'm going to give you three tips. Three you can apply today tips on how to not make money a weird pressure in your friendships, okay? So we're going to get to this because it's so important that we have some like real things that we can do right away because money makes it weird. All right, let's just get right down to it. Without further ado, here are my new friends, Dan and Kay. Why don't you guys tell us a little bit about who you are, what season of life you're in, what part of the country you're living in, um, how you guys met. Tell us all about you. Well, that's a those are some loaded questions. <laughs> um, we, yeah, so we're in the season of life of just kind of starting out our family. We have a 16-month-old daughter. And uh, if she were here right now, there's no way that we could have this conversation <laughs> with you because she would take all the attention. Um, <laughs> there's, you probably know a little bit about that if you have kids. Um, We've been married about three years, and uh, we are financial coaches. So we, we, it's called Sensei, that, that we teach people how to manage their money and through a financial plan in, in an effective way. 
and we've been doing that for about two years now. We've helped hundreds of people, and uh, we do that out of mountainous Utah, right next to all the ski resorts, mm -hmm. and we probably don't ski as often as we should. Um, Especially if you're Dan. Yeah, I love it, but I don't do it. And uh, Michaela is a transplant from Texas. I'll let her talk about that. Yeah, I mean, not much to say there, except that I still have Texas pride going strong, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, we just live it here, though, with all the mountains and um, lots of outdoorsy things to do, and it's been great. Yeah, so we met, actually, in Germany. Um, we both served missions for our church, and I, uh, it was a two-year commitment for me. It was a year-and-a-half commitment for Michaela. And we met on the last day of my mission and the first day of her mission at the Frankfurt, Germany train mm. station. Um, and uh, I, I was love at first sight for, for one of us. And uh, for the other one, it took about another two and a half years of convincing. <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool. So you were mentioning this, that you guys are financial coaches. So this is your passion. What, like, what got you to, to, mm -hmm. to want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> so true I think that I mean that's a whole story in and of itself but we can try to summarize it but kind of like we were saying even with being both extroverted but in different ways we came from very different financial mindsets when we first got married and when we were working through that and learning all of the ropes on that we just fell in love with it I mean initially we hated it and it was a big struggle but it's become our biggest strength, which was our biggest weakness initially. Yeah, we, we made a series of really poor financial decisions. And when I say we, I mean I. And uh, <laughs> that was kind of before coming into the marriage. And so we were kind of confronted with all these poor decision, decisions that I had made. And now Michaela, because we were now married, had to kind of take ownership of, of this debt that I had incurred. And um, I hated budgeting. I hated I hated thinking, having to think about money. I just, my mentality was, we're going to be wealthy someday. Why worry about it now? Mm. And uh, if we kept going down that path, though, we probably wouldn't be married here talking to you today. <laughs> yeah. um, so, that, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really common source of, of frustration in marriages. And so we developed systems and tools that helped us combat it. One, how do I spend the least amount of time having to manage money as possible, but still helps us progress and be on the same page um, together. And that's, that's what we created. And we started telling other people and it just kind of started snowballing from there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's been extremely rewarding. That is really, really cool. You said though, you know, money can be a big frustration in marriage and I'd like to say money can be a big frustration in friendship too. So let's just jump in. I would love to hear yes. why you think money and friendship can kind of get a little weird and sort of the few ways <laughs> that money, you know, can make things awkward. Believe it or not, it really does kind of, it, it can be a frustration in friendship. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the key ways it's, it's become awkward for us just as we've gone down this journey is it's really easy to start being jealous of friends successes or friends get jealous of your successes um, without necessarily knowing the full story the full picture um, hmm. I you know we we tend to be we're an observant being as a human being we, we look around we're always trying to gauge our status we're trying to understand where we fit in society and 
if you look around and you start to see, well, they have X, Y, and Z and I don't, where does that put me um, in, in the order of things? And vice versa, people are doing this to, this to us all the time, whether we know it or not. Mm-hmm. And so one of the clear ways they can get in friendships is sometimes they have a part of the picture, but they don't have the full story. Mm-hmm. And um, that can also vary depending on how much you share with your friends or acquaintances. Um, but it becomes really easy to start making judgment calls without knowing everything. And when you start doing that, it can lead to becoming uncomfortable um, or, or feeling a little bit um, prideful that you're in a better situation than your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, we tend to compare our own personal financial status, usually against our peers more than anyone else, because we want to know, are we doing okay? And like you said, either we can become prideful or we could feel anxious or behind or jealous. And this can make us miserable. So I would kind of love to hear a little bit about some steps that we can take to stop comparing, but maybe even communicate with our friends what they need to know about our financial status. Because like, what's the etiquette there? What do people need to know so that we can be financially healthy, but also our friendships can be healthy too? I think that is sometimes tricky because finances have become such a taboo topic. But I think you're right. Some people will just write it off completely and say, we're just not going to talk about it. It makes our friendship weird. So let's just avoid it. But if we can do it correctly, it actually makes much stronger, healthier relationships that we can really help each other. And, and that's something that we've seen firsthand when we started sharing our debt story, how many people opened up and were like, thank you for talking about this. This is what I've been waiting for forever to hear about this and to kind of know what's going on. So I think um, comparing ourselves to others can kind of be in a good way or a bad way, but the first step is to check our intentions. Mm. So if we are trying to ask them, you know, how much do you pay in rent in the way to make ourselves feel better so that we feel like, oh, well, mine's better than yours, right? Um, then that would be not a good intention. But if we were able to do it in a way that we're like, okay, this is what the average rent in my area looks like, then we'd be much more, um, that much better off going forward and being able to make some of those financial changes. Yeah, I think another step is to, is to have a personal financial plan. Um, so when you feel confident in where you're going, it doesn't matter if somebody else is ahead of you or behind you, or however you define that, if they have different values than you, because you're confident in where you're going. And then you're able to communicate that in your, in your friendships and relationships. You're able to be genuinely happy when good things happen to your friends. And uh, you know, I think there is a difference between like good friends and acquaintances. And sometimes the conversations about money are a little bit more different and difficult depending on who we're talking to and how well we know them. Um, you know, it, it, it is kind of weird if I was just to open up and start talking about money with any, any person off the street or, or somebody I'm trying to get to know better and start asking them, you know, detailed questions about their financial situation. That's also a level of friendship um, that has to be earned and developed before we start going into a lot more detail. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I would say is practice even now truly congratulating someone And that helps you to not compare because you really are honestly happy for their financial achievements and their successes. Hmm. That is really good. Very good. I think I was just thinking one 
topic or example that comes up tons to me is the expectation of what everybody's paying for an, a shared event. So for example, um, a small example would be like you all go to eat and um, somebody orders this with appetizers and desserts and alcohol and the other person just orders the side salad because they're still paying off their medical school loans. And then someone goes, okay, well, let's just, let's just split it equally. And the person that didn't really order it is like, I hate them for doing this. But, <laughs> but even um, another example I hear a lot is when somebody gets married, how much money they're going to spend on the bachelorette party or the dress or the, like, there's a lot of expectation financially. Mm -hmm. And it's awkward to kind of navigate. How do you communicate what you can and can't afford? So have you ever like coached clients on this or has this ever come up? Because this is a big kind of, uh, friendship issue that definitely comes up with a lot of the people that I am coaching and talking with and they just don't know how to say, hey, I have this plan. I'm trying to get out of debt. I'm not going to go to you know Las Vegas and drop $2,000 on a bachelorette party because my <laughs> priority is my financial health. So what would you say to that person? Yeah, that's a great question. Let's start, let's start with scenario one and, and eating because eating is such a common I mean, that's what we do as friends. We get together and we eat um, in, in a lot of, you know, or we get together and we drink coffee, whatever that may be. But um, I think, again, it really comes back to having that clear plan. It is so much harder to say no or to bring it up if you are not committed to a, a process or you don't know where you're going and you're just trying to spend less money. You're going to give in every time. And then you, then you feel, then it makes it terrible because you're, you feel guilty about the situation that you're in. You're not actually even enjoying the lunch because the whole time you're worried about how much money you're going to spend or what they're going to say about the check. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, kind of going back to that friends versus acquaintances, if this is an acquaintance or somebody you're trying to develop a relationship with, it might be a little bit more of an awkward conversation to, to have and say, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to pay off my medical, my medical bills or my medical student loans. Um, you know, let's, let's not go out to eat. And one of the, the things that we've found to be, um, effective for our clients is to suggest before, before you ever get in that situation. So um, let's, before I ever get to the restaurant and people are trying to get together, let's, let's have, let's say, how about we do a potluck at, at my place or let's, let's go on, you know, do it, do another activity or I'll make coffee for everybody, whatever that may be. And so I never actually even have to get in that position. You may still be in that position, but there's a lot you can do to not, to not enter into that situation. Um, the, if you're with a close, if you're with your close friends, you know, these are people you should be sharing your plan with and you, they, and if they're your good friends, they should be supporting you in that, in that plan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I'm trying to pay off my, my medical student loans from medical school, I, I need to communicate that and, and be proud of that and let them know. And, and odds are they're going to be impressed with you on that and they're going to try to support you. And if they're not your true good friends, then, then they probably won't. And it's a good sign that you might need to move on. <laughs> right. Good. And it definitely takes a level of vulnerability for sure. And that in general, anytime you're going to do that, you have to trust that person and that you guys are really going to be close friends and be able to, to share things that are meaningful to you. But that really creates some of the healthiest friendships, I think, because you are trusting and bonding over things that are important to you and yeah it's, it's real life yeah mm, yeah I, I i like what you're talking about there because you're sort of what i'm hearing you say is 
becoming financially healthy is ultimately going to help you grow healthier friendships Mm -hmm. because the secretiveness, the shame, all that stuff is going to be dealt with. And I I just see the connection so clearly. So if if one of my listeners right now is like, okay, this is like a, a, this is like the biggest deal right now. I always feel weird about money. I'm in this situation. My friends don't really know. They kind of know. What could they do to even take the first financial step towards health? Like what would, like, what would you say to them? You know, they're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do. What should they do right now? Yeah, that's a great question. Two, two steps. One is understand where your money's going currently. Typically a feeling of overwhelm comes from not knowing what's happening in your world. Hmm. And so if, if you don't understand that, um, it's really easy to say, Oh my gosh, I, I don't, I, I can't spend money here. I feel nervous every time we go out. I feel guilty when I spend money on this. That is the worst. I mean, we have so many things going on in our lives that, um, money is just one of those things that we need to remove out of the equation of stress. Hmm. And so a, a tool to do that, a free tool is to hop on mint.com. It's a, it's a free online tool, plug in your bank accounts and just see where your money's being spent. Mm-hmm. It's you don't have to manage receipts. You don't have to record anything. It's just going to hook up to your credit cards and all those transactions are just going to appear. And just being aware of where your money's going is already going to take that stress down notch. Hmm. That's good. The second thing you can do is really establish a clear financial roadmap and plan of what am I focusing on? Money becomes annoying and stressful when it's all just about management and not about progress. And so if I'm focusing just on making sure I, I don't spend money, I'm not going to maintain that over the long term because that's boring and I I I it sucks. It makes life terrible. Yeah. But if I have a reason for doing that, then I'm going, I'm much more likely to be confident in that, to share that with other people and, and, to, and be more willing to be vocal about why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and it will remove a lot of that stress and overwhelm that can come when we have thoughts and feelings about money. I love the steps that you just mentioned because they are very practical and anyone who listens to the show knows that this is a no-nonsense, all-practical podcast that, listen, if you're feeling a little bit stressed out about money and it's making your friendships weird or awkward, there are steps that you can take. You're not powerless. You can do the mint.com. You can uh, reach out and get a, have someone help you actually design the right roadmap that's going to take you where you want to go, which... You are um you have a really gracious offer for our friending listeners. You offer a course called the Personal Finance Couples Course, which mm-hmm. is really interesting. And so you're you're gonna give the friending listeners a little discount. So we're gonna put that code in the show notes. But I want to hear, tell us about this course. I want to hear all about it. Yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, the easiest way to talk about it is to kind of talk about some of the problems we face and how this helps us to solve those. So some of them we've already mentioned of just feeling like, where do I even start? And that was kind of what happened to us too. When we found ourselves in this hole, we're like, where do we even start? And we're trying to reach out to all of these resources to package it. And um, that's what we created this course. It's a how-to course. So we really, kind of how you say your podcast is a no-nonsense podcast. That's how we feel with this course is we really try to just dive in. We don't talk about all this um, 
you know, stuff overhead. It's like, how is, does this really apply to you directly? And then the other thing that we really focus on is the emotional side of money and a lot of these other things that we've talked about, how it gets weird and, and in a marriage relationship, especially that can get really weird if you come from these different financial backgrounds and you have different values. So that's kind of the overview of what we talk about. And then some of our like bullet points that yeah. we talk about. Yeah. You know, we, we do focus on couples because it's something we found was so, so um, talked about so little. But a lot of the things we offer are, are really clear, practical steps on how to develop your financial roadmap, um, how to use mint.com to its most effective level, what bank accounts you should use, how to automate your financial world so that we take down that level of financial stress and remove it from our lives and we can focus on the things that truly matter to us. The problem is, is that we've been told our whole lives what to do about money. We know we should be budgeting. We know we should be saving. We know we should probably be investing. But nobody has actually sat you down and showed you how to do those things. And that's what our course does, is it shows you how to do those things. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily be married or be in a serious relationship to take the course that you'll still get the value of those principles still apply. Or, you know, if, if, if you uh, are worried about, uh, friends uh, yourselves that have money prompts. This is a great gift. Or if you have kids that you're worried about their financial decisions they're making, there's, there's a lot of application to this. And that's, you know, this is, this is our passion. This is what we do because we've seen the impact when people can make those practical, easy steps that are, that are just very concrete and clear because it's up to this point, it probably hasn't been if you're struggling with money. Yeah, I'm really excited to offer this to the friending listeners, and I encourage all of you guys to go check it out. Even if right now you're like, I don't know if I need it, go check it out anyways, because like you said, there may, this could be a great gift for somebody, um, somebody graduating from college, or you know, maybe you do need it. I'm going to check it out myself. Um, where can we find you guys if we want to get to know you better, become internet friends with you? What's your website? What's your social media? Tell us where we can find you. Yeah, so the name of our company is called Sensei, C-E-N-T-S-E-I. And our website is senseifinancial.com and our Instagram is Sensei Financial. That's Sensei Financial. Also, we, we forgot to mention the discount we wanted to offer your, your listeners. Um, oh, yeah. 20% 20, 20 off our courses. That will be in the show notes with code FRIENDING. Oh, uh, Nice. And so that's available to you um, when you're listening to this podcast. So thanks. Thanks for checking us out. Absolutely. And this is all going to go in the show notes, the website, the social media handles, the course, the code, everything is going to go in there. Now, before we close, I always ask this question at the end of every interview. Some people think it's silly. I think it's deeply important and insightful. But if you could be friends with any person in the world, who would it be? Okay, you go first. Okay. Um, this is going to make us sound like totally total history <laughs> gurus here, but I just read a book about Amelia Earhart. So that's who I would say, because she just seems like she has such spunk and she just gets out there and, and changes the world really. So I'd love to just grab her, pull her aside and go out to lunch and talk about what makes her tick. So Absolutely. that's a good pick. That's a good yeah. one. I like that one. She, sorry, I've got to add to this because she, everything she reads, she just tells me, <laughs> talked about different levels of conversation. <laughs> and, you know, 
she faced so much adversity, especially against kind of the the masculinity Mm -hmm. um, at the time who just believed that women couldn't be pilots. And what she overcame and fought and stood for has been really inspiring for us to learn about. Um, So another plug for Amelia Earhart. (laughs) And for me, that person is is Abraham Lincoln, um, specifically because I just believe he was a politician who really stood for the right, the right principles. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about his party. It was about doing what was right for the country. And, uh, he was, he was a man of principle and of integrity. And I just wish we had more of that in our world today. Um, especially with our, our current politicians. Um, but, but as we, you know, as we seek to learn from these people, the, the most effective thing we can do is try to be those people ourselves and, uh, seek to make the world a better place. You guys picked some really admirable people. Um, Listen, I loved interviewing you guys. I think what you're doing is so important and you're giving people tools to truly change their life so they can be free to do the things that they're meant to do and to enjoy. So I'm looking forward to following your journey and see what happens. And um, as friend, you know, the friending support here, we're going to check you out and tell people about you. Okay. Thanks for having us. It's been a pleasure. Seriously, go check out Dan and Kay's courses. They've got some really good practical courses that you can use to kind of get your money stuff together. Their website is senseifinancial.com. And of course, all that stuff's going to be in the show notes. Okay, I'm going to get right to it. All right, because you know that's how I like to work. I've got three tips that you can apply today when it comes to alleviating that weird pressure that sometimes money puts on friendship because it does. If you have ever been in someone's wedding, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, tip number one, a way to alleviate the weird pressure that money puts on friendship is take some freaking action on your own money situation, okay? If you're feeling overwhelmed and under a lot of pressure when you're around your friends about spending money and all that stuff, Just get some control there, my friend. You have the permission to take control of your finances. If you're married, obviously you need to get on board with your partner. But if you, if it's you, hey, honey, there ain't nothing stopping you. So take some action. Obviously, there's so many great free resources out there. There are people like Dan and Kay who have a passion to help others get a good financial plan. But when you have a plan it's much more easier to say no to the pressure that money puts in friendship because you know what you're about, okay? So take some action. If you're feeling a little bit like, yo, I've got so much money stuff I got to deal with. I got debt. I'm, I'm like trying to figure out how to invest. I mean, listen, I've been there. I'm still there. I'm still there. I'm still trying to figure this stuff out. But I'm going to tell you right now, the best way to deal with this weird money pressure that happens in friendship is to take control of your finances. Know where your money is going, know what your money goals are, and get a plan. You will feel good about your money situation, you'll feel good about you, and you'll feel good about protecting that in your friendship, okay? Which leads me to tip number two. Talk about your money situation with people that you trust, okay? Now, I'm not saying you should pull out the receipts or show the bank statements, okay? But It is important 
for you to tell your close friends what your money goals are. If you are trying to save for a down payment for a house, if you are trying to pay off your school debt, if you are just trying to make some smart investments, okay, this is the place to talk about it. Tell your friends, look, you know what? I'm a, I'm saving for a house. So I'm going to be making some choices regarding my finances that are going to reflect my goals. And I guarantee you, your friends are going to cheer you on if they're good people. And when you say, you know what, I'm going to skip the vacation to OBX this year, guys. I'm going to put that money towards the, the down payment. It's going to be a lot less weird because it's out there. You're speaking the truth, okay? And these are with people that you trust. You don't have to tell people the details of your finances, but you should share your money goals so that when things like planning someone's baby shower with friends, um, going on vacation with friends, doing anything with friends, they kind of know how you want to spend your money, okay? Not details, but give them a direction of where you're going and give them an expectation of how you're going to make choices based upon your financial goals. Just a quick little story here. A few of us were planning on taking a couple's vacation together and we were looking at some stuff and then one of our friends just said, hey, you know what? I've talked it over with my my spouse and we realize we're going to be sending two kids to college next year. We need to be a little bit more responsible. This will not be the year that we go away as couples. And you know what? Nobody was like, well, that's dumb. Nobody said that. Everybody respected their decision. Everybody knew why they were making the decision. They didn't have to go into the details of what was in their bank account. They were just letting us know the direction that they were going, and they gave us the opportunity to support them. It didn't get weird. It actually gave us a place to cheer them on. So number one, take action on your own financial situation. Get some goals, make a plan. Number two, talk about your financial goals with friends that you trust. And last, number three, toe the line to your own money standard that you have set for yourself. Whatever are your financial goals, okay? Whatever is your budget, whatever you have said, okay, I'm spending money on this, but I'm not spending money on that. Keep yourself accountable to that because your friends can't make you spend money on things and they certainly are not going to help you pay for your debt unless they're incredibly generous and really wealthy and basically a saint. Most of us are all just trying to make it in this world, okay? So you have to take personal responsibility for holding yourself to the standard that you have set in your financial life. So an example would be, if everybody is getting matching tattoos during the bachelorette weekend and you did not budget that in, nor do you really want a tattoo, well, you can say, eh, I'll, I'll be there and watch you guys, but I'm not, I'm not getting a tattoo. Now, some of us, that would be no problem. There are personalities that are really good at just saying no and really kind of putting their foot down and saying, this is what I want to do. These are my goals. I need your support. And then there is the rest of us who go, Ooh, I'm feeling kind of pressured to do this because everybody else is and it seems like everybody else can afford it and why can't I? I'm just going to pull out the credit card and say a Hail Mary and hope that this will all work out. Listen, you don't have to do that. And I'm speaking to the people that have a hard time saying no to themselves. 
especially when it feels like everybody in our friendship circle is able to afford things that we cannot. And I know what that feels like. So I am just, I am imploring you, I'm exhorting you, I'm cheering you on, toe your own line and stay true to the goals that you have put forth in your financial life. You will not regret that. Let's review. Number one, take action on your own financial situation. Number two, talk about your money goals with friends that you trust. Number three, toe the line to your own money standard. And you know what? I'm feeling a little bit generous right now in this moment. I want to give you one more tip. And this one is a big one. You ready for it? Do not shame your friends for the financial decisions they have made. Let me say that again for the people in the back because this one's important. Do not shame your friends for the financial decisions that they have made. Unless they've invited you in, unless they have shared their goals with you and and have literally said, please keep me accountable, mind your own business, okay? You don't know other people's stories. You don't know their money situations. It is terrible when people say, oh my gosh, I would never spend money on that or can you guys really afford that? It may not be your place. And for that to be a place for you to speak so frank, you're gonna have to be given permission. So until permission has been given, keep your mouth zipped, okay? And just focus on your own financial life. That is all for today. Hey, I encourage you to go check out our friending sketch for this episode. You can find that on YouTube and you can find it on Instagram. And of course, you can be led to all those places through our show notes. And if you are looking for a community of women who value and believe in the power of friendship, then please join our Facebook group, The Friending Squad. We have some fun Zoom tea parties and we do some other really cool stuff too. But until next time, be smart with your money save your pennies, get some help if you need it. And of course, be a good friend because the world needs more of those. Until next time, your friend, Noel. Hey, are you enjoying this podcast? If you are, do us a favor and go to iTunes and consider leaving us a five-star review. And while you're there, we want to know why you like friending. So put a little comment. We love that stuff. Okay, thanks for being a friend. Peace out.